Golden Eagle fans, stick around until the very end of this podcast. Listen to the radio show after the podcast. We've got some of the sights and sounds from the Conference USA Baseball Tournament in Biloxi last weekend. Me and Jason went down for a couple of days, got to talk to a lot of you. We've got some quick interviews, some great stories. There's one story on there that's incredible. So listen to To The Top Talk all the way through. You're going to enjoy this episode. You're going to enjoy the extended coverage afterwards. Here we go. It's time for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, a power hour of all things Southern Miss. For questions or comments, call 601-261-0898 or pound 981 for C Spire customers. Now we go live to the studio with Jamie. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. I am your host, Jamie Arrington, broadcasting from the Eagle Broadcasting Studios here in beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi. If this, if this is your first time listening, I'm here every week to give you a break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda out there in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. In studio, as always, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend Jason Bailey. To the top, man. To the top. What you want to talk about today? I don't know. What what should we talk just about? Stuff, you know. Just stuff. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Some, some events going on this weekend. Well, I'm sure we'll get to it. Of course, there's two things we're going to talk about for the majority of the show. This past weekend, the Conference USA Baseball Tournament was at MGM Park in Biloxi. We're going to give you all of the ins and outs of that. Also, we're going to be talking about Southern Miss hosting a regional for the first time since 2003. A lot of excitement in Hattiesburg. It's already sold out. So I have a feeling this weekend is going to be a lot of fun for the Golden Eagle faithful. Also, we're live on the radio right now. But later on tonight, this will be up in podcast format on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. We will have some extended coverage from the Conference USA tournament in Biloxi. One story that's on there is absolutely incredible, and uh, you need to hear it. So check out the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Look up to the Top Talk, and you will find it there. Now, Jason. Mm-hmm. Somebody that we did not see this past week, and I know they were there Wednesday, but you would think that your conference commissioner would be there for the whole time. Yeah, on her little bitty moped or, you know, her little bitty motorized cart or something. But she was not. We did not see. In, in, in some capacity, you would like to think that Judy McLeod would, would make an appearance. You would like to think Judy McLeod would make an appearance. I wanted to meet her. She just seems like a barrel of monkeys. I think we'd have a freaking blast. But she was not there. So we are in- introducing a new segment this week called Fun Facts. Fun Facts. A little help from our good friend Shane Lott over there in Apex, North Carolina. Helped us out with this a little bit. Fun facts about Judy McLeod. Judy used to roadie for the Pretenders. <laughs> Judy had to be hospitalized for exhaustion while watching a wall of paint dry. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> Judy McLeod thinks white rice is too spicy. <laughs> Got to watch out for that white rice. <laughs> Judy McLeod, little known fact, drives a 1987 Nissan Sentra. Wait for it. Stick shift. Stick shift. I could totally see that. <laughs> Judy McLeod's spirit animal is a loaf of whole wheat bread. <laughs> oh, goodness. Judy McLeod considers herself the Daria 
of conference commissioners. Judy's only Pandora station is set to elevator music. Judy still uses a Nokia. Judy owns a 19% stake in Zune. <laughs> Judy cuts her own hair with a Floby. With a Floby, just like Garth. <laughs> Every year, Judy's Halloween costume is Billie Jean King. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Judy starred in the movie How to Lose a Conference in 10 Days. Oh, that's great. That is great. Judy McLeod thinks Fifty Shades of Grey is a description of her pantsuit collection. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Judy, come party with us this weekend. I have a feeling that uh, maybe you'll be off with the pretenders this weekend. I don't know if you're going to be in Hattiesburg or not, but if you are, look us up. I saw that she sent Merton Hanks, and I still want to party with Merton Hanks. I still mm-hmm. haven't. I didn't get to meet Merton, but uh, my brother was a big 49er fan growing up, so we used to just rival and Merton Hanks used to drive me crazy but I, I certainly respect the guy no doubt no doubt yeah nice to see him there nice to see him along you know the old gunslinger out there too nice oh not, yeah not, not nice of far to make an appearance and and um yeah you know uh and so who knows Jody might I mean uh Judy might show up to the uh conference um, to the uh, regional this weekend but I, I have not yet checked the indigo girls uh tour status so <laughs> Hey, a little bit of football news before we get into all the baseball. They announced the time for homecoming. Homecoming, the time was announced. It's going to be on October the 14th versus UTEP at 6 p.m. So we've got a night game for homecoming. Those are the best games to me. Also, as far as Vegas goes, Southern Miss opens up as a 13.5-point underdog to Kentucky on September 2nd. I'm assuming with the... uh, questions at quarterback that has a lot to do with it but uh the golden eagles play like they're capable of that that may be a little bit of a stretch also we didn't get to this last week but former new england patriot brian stork played center for uh, the past few years he was also from florida state he is joining the southern miss coaching staff as a graduate assistant helping with the offensive line so very cool to have him on hand helping out with the ol also we had two golden eagles from this past season sign in the CFL, Denarius Antwide heading, he, heading to the Calgary Stampeders and Japori Poole heading to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So congratulations to both of them on continuing their professional football career. When we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about the Conference USA Tournament and then we're going to be breaking down the Hattiesburg Regional. Come back to us after the break to the top. are back here on to the top talk talking nothing but southern miss athletics jason bailey in the co-pilot seat right now we're going to talk a little bit about the conference usa baseball tournament at mgm park this past week in biloxi my first time at mgm park man i had an absolute blast and i I love the park man yeah it's um it is one of a kind it's got a beautiful backdrop i know we've talked about it before Every time I've been, whether it's a Shuckers game or a Sutter Miss game or whatever, we've always had a blast. We've, we, um, I, I found little you know, watering holes right around there that I like to uh, like to visit before and after the game. And um, it's such a walkable area. Um, of course, you got the casinos right around there. I'm not a huge gambler, but um, 
I do like to go to the bars. Yeah. And uh, I do like to buy their beer as opposed to MGM with like a 750 Miller Lite. I don't know what's <laughs> up with that, but, you know, um, just had a fantastic time. And, and as much as I loved the Pete last year and loved the Pete always, it, it really, you know, Fellas Sutter Miss fans just took it over and almost made it, you know, the Pete South. You know, with that 750 Miller Lite, it's, it's all about supply and demand. Like if that beer is too expensive for you, don't buy it. I see what you did there. Okay, good, good. I see what you did well, there. Let's talk a, a little bit about the games this past week. Last Wednesday night, when we were on the air, this game was going on. Southern Miss fell flat while USA cranked out seven doubles, tying the Conference USA record for doubles in the postseason in the uh, tournament. Matt Walner, Cole Donaldson, and Lee Marcus Boyd had two hits apiece. J.C. Keys had a solid outing in relief, giving up one earned run on one hit, two walks with six strikeouts in five and one-third innings. Southern Miss fell to UTSA nine to two. The what can you say? The Roadrunners just came in focused and motivated. Yeah, and for whatever reason, you know, Southern Miss just kind of came out a little flat. And uh, maybe it was the weekend before. I don't know. You know, and, and we talked about it when, when you go when you score fifteen runs, fifteen runs, and nine runs in, in a three game contest. Score thirty nine over uh, over three. Then um, maybe I can see how you come out just a little bit flat, but. Uh, credit UTSA, you know, that they, they just annihilated the ball, uh, hit a ton of doubles, and, and just earned it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Golden Eagles go into the loser's bracket. They play the 12-30 game on Thursday, May the 25th. Golden Eagles come out and defeat the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs 5-2. to Matthew Guidry's three-run home run in the second gave the Golden Eagles a lead they would never relinquish. Kurt McCarty gives up t- only two earned runs on nine hits with no walks, six strikeouts in seven innings to get the win. Nick Sandlin finishes off the final two innings, giving up only one hit, one walk, and four Ks. Golden Eagles bounce back and get the win to stay alive in the tournament. And that ball that Matthew Guidry hit, was a bomb. Yeah. I mean, it was just a monster bomb. Could not have come at a better time. And you mentioned Kirk McCarty. What else can you say about this guy? You talk about a game we had to have. That was scary. Oh, you know, yeah. We, we, went, we, we, we swept La Tech early this year. Lane Burroughs is their coach, longtime Southern Miss assistant. Uh, they would have loved nothing better than to put us out of the tournament. And, oh, yeah. all, and all these record numbers that you saw for the conference, the whole you know, for the conference tournament, that that, that would not have happened whatsoever if we go one two barbecue. Right. So uh, for Kurt to come out and and throw like he did, and and Gidry to hit that bomb to get us going, kind of you know, ignite the the flame there. It was um it was good to see, and and we definitely had to have it, and I think it carried on. Oh, absolutely. So we go on to Friday, keep playing. We get the rematch against the Roadrunners. This time, the Golden Eagles. Come out swinging, defeating UTSA 7-1. to Taylor Braley got the start and delivered in eight shutout innings, giving up only seven hits, zero walks with nine strikeouts, improving to 6-2 and on the year. The Golden Eagles churn out 12 hits, led by Mason Irby, who went 3-4 for four with one walk and one RBI. Dylan Bordeaux, Tracy Hadley, and Bryant Bowen with two hits apiece. So the offense got going there uh, Friday evening. We were there for that game. Had mm-hmm. a great time, man. Had a great time. And we're going to talk some more about that. If you, if you listen to the podcast, we're going to have some of our adventures uh, chronicled for you later in this episode. So Now, wh- why exactly can't you play those on the air right now? Oh, I could play them on the air. We just got a lot <laughs> to talk about. But they're, yes. <laughs> 
All right, so let's keep the party going. So the Golden Eagles had to keep winning. If they keep winning, they keep playing. And they did just that in the first game on Saturday. After a dominating performance the night before, Taylor Braley comes through with a two-run home run in the ninth to give Southern Miss the win and keep the Golden Eagles alive. Golden Eagles trailed Charlotte from the get-go after Zach Jarrett goes yard on the opening pitch, giving the 49ers a lead. They would not give up until the final pitch of the game. Nick Sandlin gets the win, improving to 9-1, giving up one hit with no runs, two walks, one strikeout in one and one-third innings as the Golden Eagles defeat Charlotte 6-5. to Yeah, um, and I don't know if we're going to get to it or not, but you know the Charlotte players – I, I really like watching Charlotte play. I think they play the right way. They they play hard, um, smart, fast, and physical. Yeah, uh, the Charlotte Twitter game, not so much. <laughs> Goodness gracious, what a bunch of sore losers! Um, I don't know, man. It, it was it, it was it was nice to win the game, and it was nice to see us show up and and um, and 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 hey, shout out to the ESPN guys doing their uh, doing their best job with it too. You know, yeah, watching yeah. the ESPN three that was fantastic. You know, I like listening to John Cox on the radio, but uh, I love being able to watch all those games. It was great. So the second game Saturday, Golden Eagles had to win to keep the party alive, and again they did just that. Matt Walner leading the way for the bats with three runs on three hits, three RBIs, and one home run. Daniel Keating had a home run as well, and Bryant Bowen had a two-run double in the eighth inning. Nick Sandlin gets his second win of the day, but Cooper Jones might have had the most solid outing of them all, going four and one-third shutout innings, going giving up only three hits, no walks, and two strikeouts. That win sent the Golden Eagles to the title game on Sunday. Uh, a great effort out of the Golden Eagles playing those two games on Saturday. Yeah, and, you know, hello, Cooper Jones. Yeah, right. I don't know where you came from. It was kind of like, was it Hayden Roberts last year that just made an appearance in the uh, conference tournament? And then all of a sudden we started looking forward to him playing this year? I think it was. Uh, a lot like Cooper Jones. And man, what a live arm. He's got a real a nice whip action on that arm. A outstanding curveball. Uh, had some pop on it. Threw nothing but strikes. Where in the world is this guy? I mean, not that we needed him a whole lot all year, but yeah. – uh, I mean, goodness gracious. You, and you think about next year, getting Walker Powell back, getting Houston Case back, having this guy, everybody else, McCarty back, Braley back. Um, I know I'm not, I don't want to get ahead of myself. We're trying to do as well as we can this year, but um, the cupboard is not bare. Oh, and it also helps having another arm come out and, and show that they are they can contribute in the postseason. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I mean, just, just let's just say you get in a bind. Um, you need some long relief. You, now you have another option outside of J.C. Keys. You can go there. Um, do you want to throw Braley? And, and you know, I'm sure when, when Braley pitches, maybe his hitting might suffer just a little bit. It's just taxing, throwing a lot of pitches like that. And even like the next day, you're real sore, you know, coming back. This is just another guy you can throw in there and another guy that people have to actually, you know, watch some tape on and that they don't have a whole lot to watch. Oh, yeah. So, good. So we'll move on to Sunday. We, we, make the, we made the trek back down to Biloxi, as did – a lot of Golden Eagle fans. There were a lot of Golden Eagle fans in the house for the championship game on Sunday. Golden Eagles come out taking a 2 to nothing lead in the fourth when a weather delay shut the game down for 53 minutes. When play resumed, Rice bounced back to tie it up at two apiece. In the fifth, RBIs from Dylan Berdeau and Mason Irby gave the, gave the Golden Eagles a 4-2 lead before Rice tied the game at four in the seventh. That tie isn't broken until the final play of the game when Rice center fielder Ryan Chandler 
doubled into left, driving in a run to give Rice the win and the Conference USA Championship. Mason Irby led the way for the bats with three hits and one RBI. You know, it's disappointing that it ended up the way it did, but, I mean, a great effort from Southern Miss bouncing back from that first loss to take it all the way to the final bell. I couldn't believe it. You know, I I, I mean, I can't believe it because this team is amazing, but it, it wasn't going to hurt my feelings if we lost that first game. You know, Well, actually, the second game on Sunday. Yeah. I wanted to win that first game, and if we lost the second one, we'd have that absolute full week uh, to recover. Um but then once you got there, <laughs> you know, you kind of wanted yeah. to finish the deal a little, a little bit. It made it a little easier on me that it was Rice. Um, I don't have any problem with Rice. Their fans are usually cool. Their team plays the right way. How can you not respect Wayne Graham? Um, and if Rice didn't win, they weren't going to get in at all, and we were a shoe-in. So there's a lot of – there's and on top of all of that, uh, these guys were exhausted. <laughs> Six games in four days. Um, I was exhausted. Um, just from sitting in the stands, going through that weather delay, and after it rained, the sun came. If you weren't there, after it rained, the sun came out. And it was like ninety something degrees, and <laughs> I thought I was gonna melt. I yeah. almost fell asleep in the stands, and it got towards the end of it, and I, I, I was convinced that somebody was gonna win it in nine because this guy wasn't gonna make it through any more than nine. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I was. I I kept feeling my feeling like the right side of my face burn there in the final <laughs> few innings, and I just I'd be like, you know what? I'm just gonna walk up top and just like stand for a minute and cool off, and then I'd walk back down, and it was just like it was like having a blow dryer on one side of your face. It was just it was yeah. just hot and stuff. Well, and and also, um, you know, so that was was it the fourth inning when it rained? Yeah, I mean, yeah, mid middle of the fourth. It was really interesting. I know we were talking about it in the stands, but it was really interesting that Colt Smith came back out after throwing the three innings um, and then coming back out for the fourth inning. Uh, and, and, you know, he came back out and he gave up a couple doubles and uh, and a walk, if I remember. And yeah. And then we pulled him. And then J.C. Er, – anyway, did J.C. come in after that? Yeah, J.C. Yeah, yeah, so the J.C. came out after that. And um, But, yeah, I, I thought the decision to go back with Colt was uh, – it did look like he was throwing um, – like he had tired any, but uh, that, it, it, that was just very interesting to me that we, that we came back with Colton. And, and, but maybe we learned something there. Maybe if that happens again, because there's a lot of rain this week, maybe we learned a little bit you know, about our players a little bit more. Yeah, well, and two, you know, there weren't too many arms left in the bullpen at that point. Yeah. You true. know, they, they kind of got to where they had – they put Matt Walner at the, in at the end, and, and I'm not sure he's quite 100%. I don't fully understand what's going on with him as far as his pitching goes, but something just seems a little off. But, um, you know – He was throwing hard, and, <laughs> you know, it's hard to get up there and throw 95 miles an hour and look like something's wrong. Yeah. But it does. Right. A little bit. We saw him in the bullpen, and you, you pointed it out, and I watched him for a second. and um, I, I don't know. But, you know, hey, that's a great problem to have when you got a guy that's got an issue, and his issue is affecting him so much that he's throwing mid-90s. Yeah, right. Great. <laughs> well, you know, there was a – and I'm not, I'm not slamming on him when I say this at all, but, you know, Dylan Berdoa, he kind of seemed like he's been in a little bit of a slump throughout the tournament. But you have other people step up, and and somebody that I was really impressed with, you know, was uh, Mason Irby. The way Irby came in, and just his ability not even to to get hits, but to get on base. And he takes counts deep. Yeah, he does. You know, you watch him, and if you're listening out there, and you had never played a whole lot of baseball, um, the ability to 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 take the count deep helps out in a, in a lot of different ways. It, it, mainly, it gets the other pitchers pitch count up. 
generally when the Golden Eagles can get into the other team's bullpen, um, that's when we kind of start pouring it on. Yeah. You know, we've scored a lot of runs with two outs. Uh, these guys, they, they take a lot of pitches. They are very disciplined at the plate, not just Irby, the whole team, uh, but Irby in particular uh, does it that way where he doesn't hit a whole lot of home runs, but he's always just kind of around. Even if he gets out, if that's an eight-pitch out, that's fine. An eight-pitch out where maybe somebody like the shortstop had to go catch it and then pick it up and throw it to first, um, which means like the right fielder had to run and had to back up that throw. The catcher had to make his way down the line. There's a lot of things that happen instead of just you know swinging it at the first pitch, grounding out to second. So it says a lot just to be able to take the pitch count uh, deep, and Irby does that better than better than most. Uh, he sure does. The Golden Eagles finished the season uh, eight, 48 and 14. 25 and 5 in Conference USA. That doesn't count the tournament for some reason. <laughs> RPI currently sitting at number 11. We got all, we got all the way up to 8 at one point, but uh, losing that game on Saturday dropped us to 11th, which at the end of the day really didn't matter. In the polls this week, D1 Baseball had Southern Miss ranked 10th, USA Today Coaches Poll 13th, NCBWA 13th, perfect game 13th, and then in a tie for last place in the two of the top talk credibility. Uh, on on the polls, collegiate baseball fourteenth and baseball America had us at fourteenth as well. So, what's next for the Golden Eagles? The Hattiesburg Regional, and we're going to get into that and more after the break, right here on To the Top Talk. Welcome back to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend Jason Bailey. All right, we're talking the Hattiesburg Regional. The first regional Southern Miss has hosted since 2003. Before we get into all the opponents, we'll get into the games a little bit. Game one is going to take place on Friday at 1 p.m., Number one seed Southern Miss is going to be taking on number four seed Illinois Chicago. Then in the second game of the day, the number two seed Ole Miss is going to be taking on the number three seed South Alabama at 6 p.m. Going to be a lot of fun baseball going on this weekend at the Pete. If you don't have a ticket, I'm sorry. They sold out in two days' time. Let's talk about the teams a little bit. Let's start with the number two seed. Ole Miss. No, Mississippi State. <laughs> they got a really good hitter. The, the, Let me turn you on there. Yeah, the, the, they have a they have a really good hitter, and they have two pretty good pitchers. Yeah. Finish the season with an RPI of 28. All right, let's talk about the South Alabama Jaguars, the number three seed. They've got a record of 39-19. and 19. They went 22-8 and eight in conference with an IP, RPI of 30. They are in the tournament because they are the Sun Belt Tournament champions. Versus the field, uh, versus Mississippi State, they are 1-2. Uh, first game, an 0-2 loss. Second game, losing 6-8. to Then the most recent game, they won 5-2. to Versus Southern Miss, they are 0-2 this season. Uh, March 28, they fell to the Golden Eagles in Hattiesburg 2-4. to And then at home on April 25th, they fell to the Golden Eagles 7-3. to Now, they can swing the bats. They, their batting average, 308, which is 21st nas- nationally. They have 619 hits, 
which is 19th nationally. They have 73 home runs, which is 16th nationally. And they have 476 runs, which has them ranked 5th nationally. These are bats that I would not ignore. Yeah, they have all of that, and they also know Sutter Miss really well. Um, and they they put us out of the regional last year. Yeah, um, it's nobody to take lightly. We, we 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 were you know we beat them twice this year, like you talked about. But neither one of those games did we just run away with. Um, these guys can play. They can always play. The South Alabama program has has been one of the one of the top programs in the Southeast for years and years and years. It's only ninety minutes down the road. Another, they're not going to have a ton of fans. Come to the game just because they can't because we bought them all. <laughs> right, right. But um, but yeah, that the, they're they're not going to come in here and and just you know wet the bed. No, not at all. And they can absolutely swing it. I know you're going to point some of these players out in a minute, but yeah, they can swing it. And they are a uh, definitely a force to be reckoned with. And if I was state, um, you know, well, first of all, <laughs> I said there's not going to be many South Alabama fans there. There are. I'm I'm going to be one of them <laughs> at that game. <laughs> If I if anybody has some South Alabama gear, I'll throw it on for that game. Bring it to me. Well, I mean, dude, this is the thing, all right? With the hand we were dealt, all four teams are quality teams. South Alabama is the three seed with an RPI of 30. That's crazy. 30. And typical. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. it truly is a regional. I understand. I mean, it's, it's as regional as the regionals get. Um. Did did Mississippi State deserve to come right down the road? I you know whatever. I I think honestly they probably deserve to go out to Long Beach or something. That's just the kind of season that they had. They're a storied program and you know one of the best that there's that there's been this particular year. Did they you know? I I I think they were rewarded when maybe they they shouldn't have been rewarded. And their fans don't see it that way. But you know they don't have to travel across the country, which is good. Um, they're and whatever. Let's not talk about them. <laughs> a couple of uh, players to watch. Um, as far as the arms go, uh, pitcher Randy Bell, 6-3 and three on the year with a 3.75 ERA, 98.1 innings pitch with 93 strikeouts. Then Matt Peacock uh, has a 2.88 ERA, 10 saves, 50 innings pitch, and 55 strikeouts. As far as the bats go, Travis Swaggerty. Uh, three, uh, hitting 361 on the season with 54 runs, 10 home runs, 56 RBIs, 19 stolen bases. And Dylan Hardy uh, the, from the coast, hitting 358 this season with 51 runs, 4 home runs, 28 RBIs, and 18 stolen bases. Now the four seed, very, very sneaky, very, very sneaky four seed in Illinois, Chicago. Uh, you know, outside of Baseburg, Chicago, by far, the best city for baseball in the country. And I know it doesn't always get credit for college. I don't know much about their collegiate baseball, but I know that that, that is a, uh, an area that takes their baseball very seriously. So Ford Seed, Illinois-Chicago, on the season, 38-15, and 22-8 in conference with an RPI of 99. They were the Horizon League regular season and tournament champions. They did not play any team from the, from the Hattiesburg Regional this season. All right, let's talk about their pitching and their defense. ERA this season, 257, which ranks them second nationally. Fielding percentage, 985, number one nationally. This is a team that it doesn't sound like it's going to be easy to put up a lot of runs on. That 2.57 ERA um, is crazy scary. 
and 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 you just I don't care if they've been thrown to the YMCA. Two point five seven is just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it wasn't that long ago before they changed all the rules and the ball went dead for a while. There's like one home run hit at the at the World Series that year. Before that, it was nothing for teams to come in. Like in two thousand three, when Clint King and Jeff Cook both hit like twenty five bombs. Oh yeah. Um, it, it was nothing to see like a seven er team ERA coming into the peak for a weekend series. Um. And and then and then the rules changed and they dumbed it down way too much and now it's kind of back with this new ball uh, and the ball's flying out just a little bit and they I think they finally got it right. That being said, you know you just ran down South Alabama all the home runs that they've hit and you know all the home runs that we've hit and you know the Rooker the guy from State <laughs> to have a two point five seven ERA is ridiculous. I don't know anything about Illinois Chicago. I'm just now finding out about them right now. Um, I do know that they. Put a ton of guys on their conference, uh, all conference team, um, and I know that without ever watching either one of these pitchers, just looking at the numbers, um, it, it shows that they pitch to contact. Why do they pitch to contact? You ask. Well, they have the best defense in the country. Why yeah. wouldn't you do it? I don't know if they play on a turf field or anything. I, I think they might, just based on those numbers. But that's just me taking a stab at it. Um, but and and you know they're not going to come in here scared at all. I, I hope they come in here and they get really hot playing at Friday on one o'clock, uh, and I hope that pitcher that's that's fantastic. If, if, do you know who's throwing against us yet? I think it's going to be Jake Dahlberg. Uh, he's ten and two on the year with a two point oh nine ERA, ninety nine in, innings pitch with seventy five strikeouts. He was the Horizon League pitcher of the year. Yeah, well, there you go. So we're going to get their best right off the get go, and um, and. You know, hopefully these guys are getting coached up on them and 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 watching some film and getting some uh, getting some sheets and, and checking them out. And I I'm looking forward to seeing him too. I just hope we don't see him for very long. Look at that closer, man, Alex Padilla. A .49 ERA, ten saves, thirty seven innings pitched with thirty two strikeouts. That's insane. I read earlier that and I don't have it in front of me, but I think that the last run that he gave up was March 4th versus Missouri. My goodness. We're going to take a break to pay the bills. You guys come back to us. We're going to be talking more Southern Miss right here on To The Top Talk. Talk. We're talking the Hattiesburg Regional. I didn't bring this up a minute ago when we were talking about Illinois Chicago, but uh, they got a player, Rob Calabrese, and I had to look up and see where he's from. He's from New York because of the Calabrese family and the Chicago outfit. I was just making sure that he wasn't that there wasn't going to be a hit out on anybody if things didn't go. <laughs> there still may be. I don't know much about the New York mob, but uh, Chicago that that family is is very well known. <laughs> He knows, a, he knows a guy that can do a thing. He knows a guy that can do a thing. He knows a guy can do a thing. And he probably knows a, you know the difference in all the different styles of pasta, all that good stuff. All right, so the Hattiesburg Regional. We're not getting ahead of ourselves here when we talk about this, but something to think about. The Hattiesburg Regional is paired with the Baton Rouge Regional. So whoever wins the Hattiesburg Regional, they're definitely going to earn it. Hopefully it's the Golden Eagles. They will play the winner of the Baton Rouge Regional. Uh, the number one seed there, the LSU Tigers, the number two seed, Southeastern Louisiana. Number three seed, Rice. And number four, 
Texas Southern. Now, dude, I, we can't get ahead of ourselves, but it would not shock me one bit if Rice were to come out of that region and, and we may get the rematch we've been looking for. Rice finally remembered that they're Rice. They remembered they're Rice. I wouldn't want to play them. I mean, I guess I would if they make well, it super regional, but I'd hate to, I'd hate for them to sneak in like they just did. I had a tweet that actually got a pretty good bit of play. Where I was like, you know, hey Rice, you do yours, we'll do ours, and we'll meet up at the Pete uh, for the Super. And um, I haven't watched just a ton of. Um, well, I did see. I saw Southeastern Louis. I saw his play Southeastern Louisiana. We beat him kind of handily. Those guys can absolutely swing it. Um, I would be scared. I, I I would be weary of southeastern Louisiana as well. Um, Rice is just so solid. Yeah, they, they don't they don't just overwhelm you with anything. They don't have the best. You don't have the really. You know, they don't, they don't steal a ton of bases. They don't hit a bunch of bombs. Um, they do everything like Rice always does. Yeah. Um, that being said, LSU is really good. Oh, they're yeah, um, they really you know, are. And, and LSU's been there, and um, but first, if there's a t- if there's a team that's that like we t- like we said earlier is not going to go out there and wet the bed and has been there before, um, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't totally. Sh- I would be surprised if LSU didn't win that regional. But I, it's not like I would be just totally like floored if 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 Rice made a push and kind of did like they did in our tournament and just have enough on Sunday. Yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me a bit. No. Well, you know, it's one of those things where the casual fans who – I say casual, high-resource five fans who just look at school affiliation, they're not going to have any clue of what those two teams are capable of in, the, in that particular tournament. And and, and Rice, sneaky dangerous right now with the way they're playing. And hopefully their uh, manager, Wayne Graham, makes it back to the dugout without having a heat stroke at some point. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's very true. But, hey, and, and, but look, these Southeastern kids – they're all irritated that they're not playing at LSU right now. Yeah. All those guys, every, everybody wants to go to LSU that, that grows up in Louisiana. Not that they have all players from Louisiana, but I guarantee you all those guys are just have a chip on their shoulder because they're not playing um, at Alex Box every weekend. So now they got their chance, and I saw it, and I'm telling you, they play with an attitude, they play with an edge, and – They play with emotion. Just look out. They play, they play with – I'm not going to say that. Go ahead. <laughs> so Vegas, they released the odds for winning the College World Series today. The Golden Eagles are tied for, I guess, 12th in who Vegas thinks is capable of winning the College World Series. 22 to 1 odds on the Golden Eagles. Did you throw down for that? I mean, you can't. It's not legal in Mississippi right now. I mean, I guess. Um, talk to that guy from Chicago. I'll talk to Calabrese and see what's going on. <laughs> Good idea. Good thinking. Good looking out. Of course, Oregon State uh, the, is the is the favorite. Four to one odds. North Carolina five to one. LSU fifteen to two. Also Florida and Louisville as well. And then it goes on down the line for there. But uh, Golden Eagles twenty two and one uh, are the odds right now. So if you're heading out to Vegas and you want to put down on that and hopefully uh, do something to increase your dugout club membership or include increase your Eagle Club dues, go for it, my man. That's uh, it's pretty good odds given the circumstances. So hopefully we can make, make some people some money in that regard. I'm not a huge gambler, but at 22 to 1, if I throw down a hundo, I'm looking at 22 hundo coming my way. Absolutely. If we win the whole thing. Win the whole thing. What if we get second? You are out a hundo. Mm. There's the rub. There's the rub. But they got to make their money somehow, man. That's true. Well, let's address this. We we haven't talked much about Mississippi State on this episode. 
but Mississippi State head coach slash Guido, Andy Canazaro, said this. I think we are extremely excited to stay in the state of Mississippi. We want to turn Hattiesburg into Starkville South. And that did not happen because those people severely underestimate the size of our fan base, how passionate they are about baseball. And the game was sold out in a matter of, uh, I guess, what, a day? I know I called, and and quick shout-out to my friend uh, and my ticket guy hookup, uh, Chris Adams at the ticket office. Helped me through the entire process. Awesome. But when I called and talked to Chris at 8, I don't know, 45 in the morning, there weren't any chairbacks that were next to each other. I couldn't get two chairbacks side by side. Um, so I had to get the other. And I was 845. I think at 12 o'clock, you called me and said they're all gone. Yeah, it was. So, it, yeah. Um, and as far as the fans, whatever, you know, I got I got good friends of mine that are actually that, that are just not delusional. That, that are normal people, yeah, <laughs> and, and can use reason and realize uh, that Southern Miss is definitely a force to be reckoned with, and just is a university, and these are eighteen to twenty-two year old kids playing. There's other people that act like we owe them something, and those guys get on Twitter and go after it, well, and they're just what I like to call irritating. State did the same thing last year with their regional; they gave out two hundred tickets to the opposition. So I guess you could say Starkville South is now going to take place on ESPN three. You guys come back to us after the break. We got one more segment to talk about the Golden Eagles before we take on this Hattiesburg Regional. Welcome back to To the Top Talk. Let's shut it down. Special thanks to all the listeners this week. Everybody who's uh, retweeted all our stuff, everybody who shared the episode. We got a, got a lot of play this week, so thank you guys for that. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at to the top talk, me at Jamie underscore Arrington, and Jason at Bumper J Bailey on Facebook as well. To the top talk, Jamie Arrington comedy, Hub City comedy. If you want to keep up with the comedy stuff, the score fourteen hundred and WMXI. Upcoming comedy shows of mine. My next show is going to be Saturday, June the seventeenth. Hub City Comedy's seventh anniversary show at Brewski's. We had seven years of Hub City Comedy. It's been an amazing run. It's going to be 15 of uh, some of the best locals in the region, I guess, so to speak. Is locals in the region the thing? I don't know. Some of the best regions, the region's best comics going to be there. It's going to start at 8 p.m. Tickets are $5. Then on Thursday, July the 6th at the Thirsty Hippo, we've got Sean Patton, a local favorite from New Orleans. You've seen him on Comedy Central, Conan, Esquire's Best Bars in America, an amazing live performer. Look him up and make sure he's somebody you're into before you get tickets to that show. But I guarantee you, if you are, you're going to have a great time. And then our second annual Laughs for Life show taking place at the Sanger Theater on Tuesday, August 1st in Hattiesburg. The performer this year, Bill Ingvall from the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. Tickets are on sale now. You can get them at Laughs, the number four, life.com. All right. Next week's episode, hopefully, we're going to be talking about the Hattiesburg Regional, and hopefully, we're going to be talking about the Super Regional. And as I mentioned earlier, listen to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play for extended coverage from the Conference USA Baseball Tournament in Biloxi. We caught into several of our good friends, several uh, Golden Eagle baseball supporters. Had a great time down there. You guys really do want to listen to the podcast. I can't wait to listen to the podcast because I was there when it was happening. But uh, 
Ricky Riles, Will Taylor, John Smith. Um, those guys put on a show. Uh, Sammy Arrington was Sammy on there as Arrington well. Sammy Arrington was on there. Kirk Overby was on there. <laughs> Kirk Overby. Didn't even um, say his name. My wife straight passed the mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but those guys are so great. Those guys, I mean, they're the biggest supporters that, that, that I've ever met. I think that I'm a huge fan, and I am a huge fan. Those guys just don't miss anything. They take it to another level. They had the freaking rally bike there at, at the, the sandbar. The bike was in the sandbar. Um, and but yeah, I, I'm 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 super stoked about about watch about, about listening to that episode. And um, today tomorrow I got a little bit of drive time, so that will be perfect. Hopefully that we'll keep this thing going in Biloxi because I think it's. I mean, you'd, you'd rather have it in Hattiesburg, obviously, if you're a Southern Miss fan, but a close second Biloxi. I had a great time down there. It was so cool to be able to just walk around before the game and go to the different spots or mm-hmm. you know the proximity. How easy it was to get back. It wasn't too tough getting out of there. I thought it was a great setup for Southern Miss fans. It was perfect, and they got that Go Cup rule. How clutch was that? Oh yeah, yeah, that was clutch. That was super clutch, super clutch. And there really is not a bad seat in the house at the at MGM no, Park. Everything's great. It frightened my wife to death, when, like like because the net ends a little early. Yeah, <laughs> we we're like six rows up. She was scared to death. You guys make sure you come find us. We're going to be out here this weekend at the Hattiesburg Regional, having a great time with all the Southern Miss fans. Uh, it's going to be an amazing environment for baseball, amazing weekend for baseball. Whoever comes out of this regional is going to earn it. There's no doubt about it. Jason, you ready? You ready for Friday? I am. Ready for Friday at 1 p.m.? I've got my, I got my boss to sign that note. <laughs> All right, guys. Come back to us next week right here on To The Top. Talk. Welcome back to To The Top Talk. Here with some extended coverage from the Conference USA Championship Tournament in Biloxi, Mississippi. We got to talk to a lot of great Golden Eagle fans while we were down there. Got to comment on a little of what was going on. So without any further ado, enjoy. It is Friday, May the 26th. I'm sitting here at the Sandbar, just a few blocks away from MGM Park here in Beautiful Biloxi, Mississippi. Surge hadn't got to us yet. We still got some baseball left to play as uh, as of right now. It is FAU five, uh, Old Dominion nothing after seven innings. So it looks like that uh, Old Dominion may be going home unless things change. I am here with some. Let's just not. Let's just call it what it is. Some legends from the roost. Will Taylor, John Smith. What's up, you guys? How we doing? How are you, Jamie? Good to be here with you. Thanks for the intro, Legend. Yeah. Legend, yeah. Man, I made it, Mom. Let's just let's cut let's cut to the chase. Where's the rally bike? The rally bike is in the trunk of, of my work uh, car at the IP at Will's Hotel. So um, it's there. It's prepared. We have a bike lock on it in case they won't let us come into the stadium with it. We'll just lock it on the fence outside. Good plan. Good plan. So we're ready to rock and roll. Who's riding it down the stairs? Will's going to go first. That's why he's taking all the jello shots right now. Yes, the, the $1 jello shots are going to help the after effects of the, the bike ride down the stairs. Also in the house, um, my Uber driver for tonight, Jason Bailey. To the top. To the top, man. Thanks for the thanks for the ride and all that jazz. Larry Fedora was an Uber driver. I don't know if you guys heard the last week's episode, but Fedora picked up a girl, drove her to graduation. I read that. 
and I bet his hair was still flawless. His hair was flawless. Can we can we talk about his beard for a second? Yes. I mean, as a as a I've, I've, I'm clean cut now, but as a former, um, I, I, I'd like to say an impressive beard wearer. I, that is the worst chin strap beard I've ever seen in my life. It it looks it screams just for men commercial. I'm just gonna be honest. All right, all right, <laughs> stick it in them. All right, <laughs> all right. So we got uh, game five versus UTSA this season tonight. Uh, Eagles come out last weekend, thrashed the Roadrunners. Uh, they snuck up on us Tuesday night. Was it Tuesday or when? It was Wednesday. Wednesday night. So, what do you guys think uh, is going to go down tonight? I think it was good. I think we kind of needed that that wake up call on Wednesday. And you know, we've seen everything they got. They had you know a couple of good arms, but they've already thrown those. So, I'm, I'm pretty excited about what, the opportunity we got tonight. Yeah, winning 14 in a row is tough. And, and to be able to, you know, I, my feelings weren't hurt too bad. And plus, uh, what's the guy's name? Dressler. He's out. They threw him like 135 pitches the other night. So I, I feel good about our chances. The guy they're pitching tonight, uh, seven innings, 7.1 innings he pitched. Uh, he gave up seven earned runs. So you got to feel good about that. Yep, absolutely. Uh, we actually talked about this in, in Will's hotel room earlier before coming over here. And, you know, 14 games, is uh, that's impressive. <clears throat> it's also tough to keep up. Um, it's tough to win repetitively in a short amount of time. Um, you know, you, you take three from them a few weeks ago, come back, first game of a tournament. Um, it's tough to win that fourth one. So I think, look, my feelings weren't hurt Wednesday. I, I think we, in the in the the thousand foot view of everything, we probably needed that. You know, I would. So I mean, Bump were talking about earlier. I would rather I would rather lose it Wednesday than next week. So um, no rearview mirrors. <clears throat> we're looking in the windshield, and uh, I think we'll be all right. You guys have been here since the tournament started, pretty much. What has the Southern Miss turnout been like? It's been good. Wednesday, man, that was a big crowd for a 4 o'clock game, too. I, I didn't expect it to be that big. But even yesterday, the 1230 game, it was, it was a lot of black and gold out there, man. We have a lot of support down here. Um, and I think that's going to continue throughout the weekend. You know, we're going to take today and then bounce back with two tomorrow. So the crowd's just going to keep getting bigger. We just need to hop on the bull and ride that dude. Ride it. I love Coach Barry's references with that. I mean, he really is a bull rider. There's no doubt about it. He is. He's pretty serious. Pretty serious. Well, uh, you guys have any uh, final words for uh, Southern Miss fans out there? Look, we're close to home. Um, it, it's not Pete Taylor, but we're close to home, right on the beach. Beautiful weather. Uh, it's not summer yet down here. It is uh, springtime still, and, and the beers are cold, and the baseballs are, are flying. So get down here. Uh, support the uh, support the Eagles and let's win this thing. Bat on ball. Bat on balls. Bat on ball. Bat on balls to the top. All right, we are 20 minutes until the first pitch. We are still up here at the sandbar. Ricky Riles is here and had a great story. So you're sitting here yesterday at uh, Bacchus, another bar around the corner. Who walks in and has a beer? The FIU hidden coach. The FIU hidden coach. What was he wearing? Oh, he's definitely in his uh, FIU uniform, head to toe, head to toe. <laughs> head to toe. Now, if it was FAU, I would have to say that Lane Kiffin rubbed off on him, but it's FIU. So we're going to roll with that route. Did you guys, uh, did he have anything interesting to say while he was up there? Uh, he, had, he had a couple good stories. Uh, basically, the uh, the blue doesn't like the F word is how it got started. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. He goes, yeah, definitely. The blue doesn't like the F word. It kicked off, and and um, so what do you mean he doesn't like the F word? He goes, well, apparently, uh, 
when you drop when you know you drop the F word, you know, they kick you out and here I am and start my vacation early. Start my vacation early. I was like, Yeah, you are and with a with a with a with a beer and buckets and in full uniform and waiting on Southern Miss to play. You can't beat it. That is conference USA baseball in a nutshell, folks. All right, we are about five minutes away from the first pitch. Me and Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend Jason Bailey just walking to the stadium. I don't know about you, man, but uh, I, I see a little bit of a, a Dodger Stadium influence to this park. Of course, it's not as big, but the motif with the entrance and everything. I love this stadium. I love it. This is uh, I, I, I've been to several games here over the past couple of years. We're getting ready to li- we're listening to the uh, the lineups coming out right now. I'm looking around. There's a ton of black and gold. Fired up, man. Fired up. I'm, I have a different take, man. It's like I'm looking at this field. I'm like, how far underwater would this have been during Katrina? How far underneath the Treasure Bay Casino would it have been? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I have somewhat of a memory of the footage that happened here, but hopefully the Golden Eagles can pull it out. I'm sure we'll check in with you guys at some point this evening. It is now 9.59 p.m. on Friday, May the 26th. The Golden Eagles have defeated the UTSA Roadrunners in the third game of uh, the third game they've participated in in Conference uh, USA's 2017 baseball tournament. Eagles win 7-1, to a masterful performance from Taylor Braley as he goes out there and just dominates and did what the Eagles need him to do. I mean, you're having to play an extra game in this tournament now, so it's really good to see him... Uh, to see him go out there and show out. My first appearance at MGM Park in Biloxi. I'm in the vehicle with my Uber driver, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Thoughts on the game, man? I'll tell you what, um, the Eagles, I, well, you know, I really wanted to see them come out tonight. And uh, even though I think we got a host uh, wrapped up for next weekend, I really wanted to see them kind of remember who they've been the entire year, and I think that's what they did tonight. Taylor Braley just came out and just absolutely shoved it. Um, we had a lot of key hits in the game. We really just um, just announced our presence with authority the from from pitch one, and uh, and the crowd was fantastic. I think the announced crowd was a little bit over four thousand people, and which is just incredible. Um, so I look forward to that, and I look forward to seeing a lot more of it next week at the Pete. Absolutely, and hopefully we can keep this party going for another three games. Three games is the magic number of what we got left. Now, on another note, got to run into a lot of great Golden Eagle fans. A lot of people that we've seen all year. I mean, it was it was really great seeing pretty much all the faces you see at the Pete down there at MGM Park in Biloxi. Well, like we've mentioned many times before, um, like Will Taylor, John Smith. Still to this day, don't think they've ever missed a game in their life. Uh, you and I are fanatical fans, and they take it to a different level with baseball. So great to run in those guys before the game. Um, saw a lot of guys from college I hadn't seen in quite a while. and saw a lot of guys from college as kids now. that's what, We're getting to that point in life. So, um, you know, just uh, fantastic to see everybody down there. and Just a beautiful night at MGM Park. And, um, and you know, I hope they continue it. In, in the uh, future. I hope so, too. Now, on another note, we're sitting there. It's about the sixth inning. Uh, we're sitting there with our good uh, good buddy Tanner and his family. Great people. 
Okay, we're sitting there, and uh, like two, three rows behind us, there was this pair of like SEC douches. Like, I don't know what they were doing in the ballpark, but some of the stuff they were mouthing off was just absolutely ridiculous. You know, I don't know how it continues to find me wherever I go, but but SEC guy is alive and well all over the place. And, you know, and, and what he said was, hey, I tell you what, these Southern Miss guys, they can hit, but, you know, like I don't know if they could be in the SEC because of their pitching, which doesn't even make any sense. I, I Number one, I doubt that this guy has ever stepped foot on any sort of baseball field in his life. Number two, probably didn't go to an SEC school. Number three, probably the third or fourth game he's watched in the last decade. But that's the guy that finds the way to be the loud – obnoxious fan two rows right behind me wherever i go yeah they they have to be the loudest like wherever they are they have to make their presence known that they are indeed a douche and (laughs) it's like i don't know statistics off the top of my head but like okay if our pitching sucks what's our record against that conference over the past three or four years i mean it's pretty doggone good so you know i don't take people like that seriously you know, I immediately deduct any kind of credibility they have when they make when they use SEC as a noun, an adjective, a pronoun, and a verb in the same sentence. They lose all credibility with me, and that's exactly how me and you felt about Ellis Johnson at his opening press conference. So, that all that aside, a lot of great fans tonight at MGM Park. I love the park. Uh, not going to be able to make it tomorrow, but if we make it to Sunday, I'm definitely coming back and bringing the whole family. Any final words on the game tonight? I'm just glad that Braley really showed up. Glad that um, the Golden Eagles kind of got their swagger back, and I'm um, looking forward to uh, this week. You know, I'll say this too. I kind of dig the gold on gray jerseys. I like the gold jerseys with the gray pants. I mean, it's kind of a different look, but it just it kind of looks cool to me. Yeah. Agreed. It's um, it's a good look, especially when you're winning. It is now Sunday, May the 28th. It is Saturday at The Rock. Scratch that. It is Sunday <laughs> at MGM Park down in beautiful Biloxi, Mississippi. We are here at the unofficial To The Top Talk hangout at the Sandbar, also in Biloxi, Mississippi. Pretty much just like three or four blocks from the stadium. So good time. So we got the whole crew here. We're going to go around the horn and give some predictions. I'm going to start it off. I'm going to say Southern Miss wins 6-5 to five with a play at the plate in the ninth, uh, just like last year. Double, Relay it twice, and uh, we win get the conference title. Let's go around. Say your name and your prediction. There's Ricky Riles down here in Cloudy Biloxi to the top. Prediction for this weekend on this uh, America Day, 9-4, to four, USM. Go Eagles. And once again, that was Ricky Rouse with that prediction right there. All right, my name is Will Taylor here uh, to the top. I'm going with the prediction of 12-8. to eight. Yep, we're going to put bat on ball today kind of like we've done the last few days. Uh, I'm also predicting a light shower in about the seventh inning to cool things off a little bit. And be Wimby carrying out after that. So I feel like uh, Braley will probably hit another bomb to give me that 12 mark. And then we'll probably have a good time tonight following the W. Pass it off to John Smith. The John Smith. Hey, everybody. John Smith here. Straight out of Toughburg. A little hoarse. Uh, a lot of yelling the past few days. Sitting here with my good friend Rally Bike, 
um, a few pregame beverages. Um, eight to two, good guys. Um, hat trick. We're having. Uh, we'll see three bombs today. Um, I don't know who's gonna hit them. You know, I'm, I'm gonna let the baseball guys figure that one out. But we're gonna see three, eight, two, good guys to the top. Championship Sunday. Hey, Eagle fans. Black Ops tailgate legend Jason Bailey here. I'm gonna predict Golden Eagles eight to two. Bailey goes yard. Cold Smith shoves it. Uh, Southern Miss to the top. Southern Miss eight. Rice five to the top. This is Melissa Arrington. I predict Southern Miss eight to one. This is Joseph Hall. I think the score is going to be probably like eight to two. Southern Miss to the top. So there you have it, folks. It looks like we have a consensus. The rally bike is here in the facility. We're about to head over, get started. Go gold down here on the coast, baby. It's 12.57. We are inside MGM. There is a lot of gold in here. Great day for baseball. Very windy. We'll see if that uh, plays a, a role in the outcome. But uh, a lot of golden eagles here in the house today. Getting ready for the first pitch. We'll check back in in a bit. We are now in the middle of the fourth inning. Southern Miss has a two to nothing lead. It's not raining, but there is a rain delay. So hopefully we can get out of this pretty swiftly. Uh, one of the uh, grounds crew has a strong resemblance to Toby Keith. I love this tarp. All right, I'm sitting here with Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Thoughts on the game so far? Enjoying it, man. Um, Walner just hit a bomb into the teeth of the wind. And those who aren't here, I don't know if, if you're watching on TV, I'm sure they've showed the, the American flag. Um, so, yeah, um, ironically, the, the, the best it's felt all day long is right now, and there's a tarp on the field. Yeah, I can feel a couple of drops coming down, so I guess it's about to get ugly for a minute. But I guess we'll check back in in a little bit. All right, still in rain delay. Rick Maddox brought the rain with him today. What's going on, Rick? Jamie, it's all part of our strategy. You know, our guys were a little tired from last night. We said we'll come out, we'll play about three innings, have the rain come in, take a break, change your clothes, you know, grease up the ball a little bit, and we come back and we'll be fine. I dig the cool weather. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's uh, going to snow any day now. What are your thoughts on the game so far? I, I like what we're doing. You know, Rice, this guy pitched on Wednesday. Unfortunately, uh, Coach Graham's really not worried about their arms. He's going to throw them till they fall off. So it really doesn't matter. And, uh, you know, we're in good shape. We got a lot of guys. We got Walner coming in late. We just need to fill in the middle. We'll bring it home to us when we come back out of the uh, rain delay there. Yes. Also, Will Taylor here. Here we go. How we doing? How we doing, man? So, uh, what do you think? Uh, I think we got them right where we want them. Kind of been the situation all week long. We've had everybody right where we wanted them. Uh, I don't know if you remember it in the predictions earlier. I called for rain in the seventh, uh, but it came a little earlier. A little Gulf breeze pushed it in quicker than we expected. So here we are in the fourth. A little rain delay, but we got them where we want. Them. That's a little more clutch than my prediction of six to five with a third toss out at the plate. Well, nobody expected Walner's home run to just interrupt a uh, blackjack tournament going on across the street, but it definitely just landed on a blackjack table over at the boat. That's always good. <laughs> oh, I don't know what to say. Where are we? You got it. You got me. You got it. You got me. Speechless. 
All right, it's 2.47. We got just a couple of minutes until we come out of this rain delay. Almost like all the clouds just dissipated. There's not one in the sky right now. Eagles still up two to nothing, obviously, since we haven't played any baseball since we last checked in. Ran into a, a special VIP. Uh, the one and only Sammy Arrington is here, right behind home plate. I'm over like 10 feet behind third. He's right behind, directly behind home. My dad, Sammy Arrington. How's it going, Dad? Going great, Jamie. It's good to have everyone here in, on the coast this weekend. You're involved in the hotel industry, the official uh, hotel of uh, WMXI this week down here. Have you seen a lot of Golden Eagles? Obviously, there's a lot here today, but have you seen a lot of Golden Eagles around the city? Oh, yes. Everywhere I go, I see the, the gold shirts. It's great. It's great for everybody down here. It's a win-win for, for Biloxi and the Gulf Coast, for USM and for Conference USA. Just a can't-lose situation. Oh, absolutely. And it's been a lot of fun for everybody, too. So what, what kind of economic impact do you think this has on the community down here? Oh, it's tremendous. I haven't seen any figures yet, but I know it's got to be really, really tremendous with a tremendous impact on the businesses on the coast, especially those tourism-related businesses like hotels and restaurants. Uh, what do you th what's your thoughts on the game so far? I've seen some great baseball this week. It's been fantastic to watch the Eagles come back from that uh, disappointing loss on Wednesday to come all the way and be in the finals here today. Well, you got to rally us through these uh, these last – got to do my math. Hang on. The last six, five and a half innings, you got to rally us through this. We'll make it. We'll make it. It's now 5 p.m. I am walking to my car. Eagles fell to the Owls 5-4 to four in the ninth inning. It's all right. It's baseball. We'll check back in a little bit. They're announcing the regional host spots at 7 p.m. tonight. I am dirty. I am nasty. I am sweaty. I am sunburned. And I am ready for a nice cold water. 